Welcome to the 5 a.m. call, where the best dreams happen when you are awake. This is the first step to being successful in your business and achieving the growth you desire in your life. But it doesn't have to stop here. It's why we created BAMX, our platform for you to be the professional you need to be in this uncertain market. Not articles behind a paywall that only pontificate what you should think and do, but education that actually shows you how to do what you need in today's market. Every day, we continue to add more content to BAMX and our private Facebook community. Content that works. Content that our members have exclusive access to daily. That's why over 1,500 of you in climbing have joined us in BAMX. Use code 5AM and join the thousands of agents taking their business to the next level today. Code 5AM for 10% off. See you in BAMX. Good morning, 5AM friends. This is Lisa Chinati calling in from Boston, Massachusetts, where there's a fresh coating of snow welcoming us as we wake up this morning. Today is Monday, January 8, 2024, and man, does it feel good to say that. The fresh start of the new year is really welcome in my world. When the last day of 2023 rolled around, I was excited to close the chapter on one of the hardest years I've ever faced in my professional journey. It was one of the few years where I've set goals for myself and the company and where I took L's on both sides, both personally and professionally. One of the biggest L's that we took as a company was with respect to the number of listings that we signed as a company throughout 2023. Not only did we miss the target with respect to the actual number of signed listings, but we also missed the target with moving the ratio of completed listing transaction to buy side transactions. The fresh start in 2024 brings a renewed focus on all things listings. And with those L's still fresh in our minds, we're bringing with us into 2024, not just a fresh start, but also a great deal of clarity and an even bigger sense of focus. If you walk through my office, both the large space that we all work out of in Chelmsford and also my home office, you will see that there is mention of listings everywhere. There are trackers up in visual. The goals, the actual numbers that we are working towards are everywhere that I look on a daily basis. Those numbers are scrolling across TV screens on the sales floor, they're posted on the office bulletin boards, and there are fancy countdown boards with pretty little houses getting filled with agent names and colors representing each listing that we need to sell in Q1. When I open my laptop, I have multiple reminders of the goals. It's literally front and center everywhere that I look. Not surprisingly then, my mind and my eyes tend to gravitate towards anything that appears to be about listings. So whenever I'm scrolling through the Tom Ferry Facebook groups or really any real estate industry Facebook group and I see a post about anything that pertains to listings, my eyes typically dart there and it grabs my attention. So this weekend, as I was at the airport waiting on my flight home from Nashville, I was mindlessly scrolling through Facebook and a post caught my attention. At first, it was a picture that grabbed it. It was a cow stuck on a fence, and it legit made me chuckle because it was that ridiculous. But the writing that went with the picture was even more attention-grabbing for me. It said, quite simply, what are some follow-up scripts you are using for sellers who are sitting on the fence? Now the image might make more sense for you. This is something that Jason and I have been working on with our agents for the past few months. It's a common objection, especially this time of year. You know we've all heard it. You're on the phone with the seller, They've expressed some level of desire to sell, but they don't want to book an appointment. 
The seller says to you that they're still giving things some thought, weighing their options, if you will, and they don't want to waste your time. Or they don't want to meet until they know that they are committed to selling. They're on the fence. Sometimes they don't say it directly and the objection is concealed. How do you recognize these? They might say something like, I'm not sure if this is the right time to sell, indicating their uncertainty about market conditions, prices, or timing. A seller could express emotional hesitation such as, I'm attached to this home and can't decide if I'm ready to let it go. Reflects a personal struggle with the emotional aspects of selling a property that may hold sentimental value. The seller might voice concerns about finances, saying, I'm not sure if I'll get the price I want, or I'm worried about the cost involved with selling. Sellers could indicate uncertainty due to lifestyle factors. I'm on the fence about selling because I don't know where I'd move next. They may express a need for more information. I'm undecided. I need more information about what selling would involve. And a seller might simply state, I'm weighing the pros and cons of selling right now. Sometimes the indecision isn't stated directly, but implied through questions and concerns, such as asking about market trends, potential sales prices, or timing advice. And no matter which fence the seller is sitting on, if you will, the expression of being on the fence reflects the need for more information, guidance, reassurance, or time to think. We're never going to convince the seller to sell. Our job at that point is, as Jason Posnick says, to understand the seller's situation, motivation, and the problem. It's relationship building and being able to ask the right questions. An easy example here is to think of it this way. You connect with a potential seller at an open house. You learn that they live in the same neighborhood and that they are debating whether they want a bigger home, but they're on the fence about whether they really want to make the trade up and, you, and they don't want to have you over to their home yet. Situation, the seller lives in a neighborhood. They own a three-bedroom home and have two children. They bought the home five years ago and refinanced when the rates were super low. Their oldest child is in the local school. Motivation, when they bought the home, they only had one child, so they had an extra guest room. Two years ago, they had a second child, and now they don't have a guest room for when the in-laws visit. They'd also love to have a two-car garage because the snowy New England winters mean that they are always clearing snow off their cars. Problem, they have such a low interest rate on their loan that they aren't sure it makes sense to give that up or that they will be able to afford the type of home that they want. Oh, and they don't want to move their kids out of the school district they're in. Once we understand these three items, situation, motivation, and problem. It's a matter of using the script, knowing what I know now, what day would be best for me to meet and look at options to help you get into that bigger home in this school district at that monthly payment that you're comfortable with. We're putting it all out there. We're also, within our company, not calling them listing appointments in these scenarios. We're finding that going a bit softer and calling these strategy sessions seems to help clients feel like we're starting a bit of a teamwork. So I'm probably a little bit over the five-minute mark this morning, but I hope that this will give you some food for thought as you make your prospecting and follow-up calls today. See you all back here tomorrow at 5 a.m.